When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire that is. Hi, I'm Tony Hendra, and this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. This week's show coincides with the simultaneous vernal equinox celebrations of Easter and Passover, when Jews cannot understand why Christians celebrate the Romans' brutal crucifixion of the Easter Bunny, and Christians get confused about salad staples like lettuce, endives, and horseradish being called bitter herbs, when none of them are herbs and none of them are bitter. Is this all just a reflection of the inherent violence of Christianity and the staggering blandness of Jewish food? Big questions. Big questions. Questions of doctrine and final things. It's that kind of week. The perfect time for the final edition Radio Hour podcast to announce the birth of its first child, a baby podcast, one born with teeth, which we have been sharpening for several months. Its aim is to crucify our tyrannical digital overlords, those silly con men of the valley. Its baptismal name is the Internet, Threat or Menace. My good friend, the brilliant futurist Jess Kimball Leslie and I host it, and will be doing so on a weekly basis. Fun footnote. The formulation Threat or Menace? question mark, is almost 50 years old and comes from the July 1971 issue of the National Lampoon, whose cover line was pornography, threat or menace, which is where I got the idea because I was editor of the National Lampoon. Oddly enough, one of our favorite journalists on earth, Brooke Gladstone of NPR's On The Media, introduced a Silicon Valley segment last Sunday called, yes, the internet, threat or menace. Okay, Brooke appears to have been an avid Lampoon reader, but we do want to point out we have dibs here. So, buckle your seatbelt while we disrupt the disruptors with the final edition Radio Hour. Man on the street! Many people say they're deleting their Facebook accounts after their data was mined by Cambridge Analytica. The final edition asks the man on the street. 
What do you think? Does it count if we just, like, don't check our Facebook for a while? That counts. Good for you, girl. Thank you. I'm staying strong. I feel brave. You mean somebody was paying attention to my Facebook? I deleted my Facebook. No, I just still have to stare at my phone for four hours a day. I just keep answering questions on Google Maps. I hired men to yell advertisements into my window. I don't miss it at all. The shitty thing is I gotta keep up with people through LinkedIn. I really think I'm gonna, like... Join Facebook now. It's the best time in. All the cucks are gone now. Yeah. It's great. I can't wait till we get to butt book. Everyone knows that Facebook is so donezo anyway. It's been super donezo. Everyone I know is on Vero now. What's Vero? It's a new app. It's better. And I'm famous on it. Guys, I'm just really excited for Arrow 404 Not Found. I don't know how I can ever delete my Facebook because like there's... I don't know that many cats um, in real life. I forget. How do you like things offline? Just walk around and give people the thumbs up. Gross. I've been a little busy. I'm trying to delete Google. But how am I going to know which Dutch painting I look like when I'm crying? We now take you to a hospital in the year 2065. Mr. Zeitgeist? Sup, Jackson? The operation was a success. The cancerous growth has been removed. That's groovy, man. Where's my son? Your family stepped out for a moment. I wanted to speak with you privately. According to our files, you're 115 years old. Born in 1950, am I correct? Right on, brother. (laughs) Well, that would make you the last living baby boomer. Really? All the others are dead. That is some far-out shit. Very far-out indeed. (laughs) I googled you. And you attended Woodstock, right? It was a scene, man. Pooped on Max Yasker's land, begged and stole money, grew your hair long, traveled around the Northeast, calling yourself rambling Johnny Zeitgeist. (laughs) Then around 1975, you cleaned up, got a master's in business, and became a Reagan Republican and a corporate raider. What happened to that 60s idealism, Johnny? The universe is perfect, my brother. Sure. So you made a fortune in the 80s with shady deals and bribed government officials to protect you. Oh, I misread that. Not bribed. Gave campaign contributions to Presidents Bush, Trump, Kid Rock, Jaden Smith, and to anyone who campaigned against Franklin Delano Sanders hybrid who created the Chimera Party. Homies are a bummer, my man. You actually outlived the oldest surviving member of Generation X. She died 20 years ago of an ailment that you yourself had, but you survived because you could afford better medical care. You also got her kidney. You didn't even need a kidney. I like having three. You know, When I was a kid, I hated your generation. Hell, I'm still paying off student loans from 40 years ago. But now I'm in my 60s and I realize idealism fades. You've got to look out for number one. And besides, if you didn't do it, somebody else would have, am I right? (laughs) Dude, you read my aura. You did what's necessary to survive. And so will we. Here's something you've needed for a long time. A fourth kidney? She got me in the kidney! 
My people, let it be known, on this date, February 19th, 2065, the last baby boomer has died. This country finally, finally belongs to us. We don't want it. Attention, this is a public service announcement. The following dog food brands have been recalled. If you purchased any of the following products, please return them to your local grocery store for a full refund. The Alpo Sleepy Time Blend, recalled due to contamination with euthanasia drug pentobarbital. The Purina High Octane Power Blend, now with more iron, recalled because it contains actual nails. And the Yukonuba Smart Food for Smart Dogs Blend, recalled because it may contain shredded copies of the New Yorker. Please note, by listening to this sentence, you hereby affirmatively waive all rights, representations, and warranties, now and in perpetuity, should your dog experience any of the following symptoms. Unscoopable pooping. Bleeding from the face region. Mad dog's disease. Syphilis. Puppy love. Can't fetch anymore. Dog flu. The quickening. Or playing dead, but for real. So please... If you have purchased any of the above listed dog food brands, return them to the grocery store for a refund immediately. Because your dog's life is probably worth $6.75. I'm living on dog food! About six months ago, in October 2017, there was a massacre in Las Vegas about which we wrote an editorial. Since it seems just as appropriate now, here it is again. Good evening. On behalf of the final edition, this is Ben Kirshner with an editorial comment. In the days since the most recent shooting in Las Vegas, once again America has begun raising the specter of gun control. Many people are voicing what they feel to be a reasonable point of view, that with stricter regulations and a more exacting method of choosing which crackpots get guns, we could lessen the frequency of these national tragedies. And now, we here at the final edition feel that we can no longer remain silent on this issue. For you see, from the entire West Coast team who drive around firing automatic weapons at hip-hop artists, all the way up to our leader, Tony Hendra, who has on multiple occasions unloaded his Boer War-era blunderbuss into many the unsuspecting police horse, we all stand staunchly and proudly in defense of the Second Amendment. I feel that too often, the boogeyman nature of the term Second Amendment clouds the mind of your average effeminate peacenik, confusing him by equating liberty with death. And so, let us start by examining the actual language of the text. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And so you see, if Americans didn't carry guns, the Viet Cong would have taken most of the West Coast, creating a freedomless, godless puppet state built solely to honor Uncle Ho, in which all of the citizenry are forced to carry guns. The Nazis would be king of the UN Security Council, ruling with iron-fisted sanctions, and the British would still occupy Washington, D.C., pouring weak tea on the Lincoln Memorial and filling our streets with battalions of muskets. 
Only the Second Amendment and the heroic Americans who defend it with their pistols, grenade launchers, and napalm trebuchets is preventing that bleak, gun-filled alternate reality. Now, we are not blind to the tragedies that happen on a quarterly basis in our schools, movie theaters, office buildings, nightclubs, and cities. But we do not believe that it is the role of the federal government to prevent its citizens from murdering each other. A government is merely a collection of men, and who amongst us would honestly claim to have the moral incorruptibility to regulate that most basic of freedoms, the right to kill or be killed by our weapon of choice? Perhaps George Washington, but this essayist believes that even he would fail under the weight of that awesome responsibility. For you see, responsibility is truly the watchword to these admittedly tragic but unavoidable massacres. We cannot regulate the sale and distribution of firearms without curtailing our most basic freedoms. But we can, with that same fortitude of character that Americans have always relied upon, reject violence and choose to not act on our most carnal of instincts, the lust to kill. For instance, any American can go to a gun show in the state of Nevada and without a background check, purchase as many automatic weapons as they and their half-drunk comrades in blood can carry. But we at the final edition strongly encourage all freedom-loving citizens to not do this. We definitely discourage you from taking those same automatic weapons across state lines all the way to Washington, D.C. And we, in no uncertain terms, urge you not to carry those guns into the halls of Congress, unleashing enough hot lead to change the chemical makeup of those hollow chambers, splattering the brains, blood, and viscera of Senator Ted Cruz all over the Constitution we hold so sacred. I want to be completely clear, we do not want anyone to do this. Yes, you theoretically could spend half an hour strolling through one of our inner cities until you came upon a Russian immigrant willing to sell you Bosnian war surplus out of a dingy motel room in Alphabet City. But we aggressively suggest that, out of a sense of duty to the country that has offered you such freedom, you do not stock up on Soviet-era rifles, handguns modified by five-year-olds to be semi-automatic, or shoulder-mounted surface-to-air rocket launchers. And we emphatically, definitively, and without equivocation, beg you not to unleash hell on earth upon President Trump's motorcade as he drives to his private golf course in Florida, and definitely not as it rounds a blind turn on South Ocean Boulevard that the Secret Service has always felt never had proper coverage. Every one of these mass shootings has betrayed the trust of the American people, the vast, silent majority of whom honor our gun laws by waiting patiently for a more opportune time to commit their acts of atrocity. For you see, we believe in a simple vision of America, one in which every man is free to do what they please, and the federal government goes back to what it does best, regulating everything except bullets that go into a woman's body. I would rather see every citizen of this country gunned down in the streets than to curtail the freedom of one man to, probably unsuccessfully, defend himself against that guy who's gunning everyone down in the streets. As we cope with the tragedy of Las Vegas, we hope all of these opportunistic, short-sighted children crying for gun control will not sway the resolve of our brave politicians, standing up for my, and your, right to defend yourself. Yes, the loss of life is always a thing to lament, but mothers, you must teach your children to be brave, 
to put freedom ahead of personal vainglory, and when you send them out into the world, hug them as though they might never come home, because they won't. You raise them the American way to recognize that it is someone else's constitutional right to absolutely fucking waste them in the streets like an animal. For the final edition, this is Ben Kirshner. This fall on ABC, a show about what it means to be a family. I just want you to be there. I will be. In your heart. A show full of sex, scandals, and honest moments that will tug at your heartstrings. I just... I don't know how to be without you. Well, then who were you when you were with her? (laughs) It's a new show called You Know That New Show After Scandal. A show that your mom will love, but can't remember the name of. I love you so much, I did the dishes. I love you too. Starring the guy that was in that thing. I, I just, I don't want to be alone tonight. The woman with that face, you know the one. I just cannot deal with you right now. And that actress who looks kind of like your cousin Linda, but not. Don't you walk out on me. With the guy who was married to that famous singer, you know the one your father hates. What? With special guest appearances by that guy that was in that movie you love, you know the one that used to be married to that actress, but then they divorced and it was horrible, but boy, he is so handsome. The woman with the mouth you hate because she reminds you of that lady at the grocery store who's always a jerk. And Harry Connick Jr. So tune in this fall on ABC for, you know, that new show after Scandal. A show for moms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The greatest band on earth is finally selling out. But that's not all. They're also very old, which is why Led Zeppelin is reforming to promote Activia. Legendary rockers Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and the ghost of John Bonham. 
have a regular digestive tract. Activia is a probiotic bacteria containing yogurt that cleans out your bowels, and Led Zeppelin is a band. If you keep on straining, your stomach is gonna ache. If you keep on straining, your stomach is gonna ache. When your stomach aches, Activia can help. Our first spokesperson was the lady from the Halloween movies. And now, it's the former Yardbirds. There's a lady I know Who wants me to go And her name is Jamie Lee Curtis When she tells me she knows The poop will be close And I'm climbing my stairway To the bathroom Poop, poop And I'm climbing my stairway To the bathroom Activia, making you shit your brains out Until you hear hidden messages in backward songs. And now, the internet threat or menace. I'm Tony Hebra. And I'm Jess Kimball Leslie. What are we going to talk about, Jess? Uh, did you just hear that uh, apparently, I think it's Sergey or Larry, I think it's Sergey. One of them is building the biggest plane that's ever existed. And they have called it a charity plane. It's going to you know, fly to various ignored countries and like airdrop supplies, I guess. But the other thing that they are trying to leave in kind of the liner notes of the plans for this gigantic airplane that's bigger than any other airplane is that it's also a party plane for their friends and family. And I just kind of have this image of it where it's just weaving in and out of clouds and rainbows that you and I have never seen. You know, when people are having a disco party on the on the Sergey Larry plane while it airdrops supplies to the rest of us. And it's kind of like, you know, as someone who writes and thinks a lot about the future, I now know that I see it. Um, and, and that is what it looks like. Well, as someone who thinks a lot about the past, uh, that sounds to me like Sergey or Larry. Is Sergey or Larry? I think we should think of some sort of mutated joint name for them. Yeah. Sir Larry? Sir Larry. Perfect. Very nice. So Sir Larry. So Sir Larry, uh, I would say, is, is exhibiting the Howard Hughes complex. I mean, does he have, um, does he have a terrible uh, fear of uh, infection and insects? And is he growing his fingernails enormously long? One would only assume yes. <laughs> so that's, a, that's obviously a, a syndrome that Shogun fall for. Thank God we're here to study it. Yes, and thank God we're here to criticize it and take it apart and, if possible, put it in its grave. Exactly. Okay, well, that's basically our job here, and um, that's why we're calling ourselves the Internet 
threat or menace. After three decades of almost utterly unregulated, unethical pillage, piracy, drug pushing, market manipulation, and outright fraud, ripping the very heart out of the social fabric of America from megabanks to mob and pop businesses, the uh, stemocracy, as I call it, is now experiencing a wave of remorse. We might, rather than buyer's remorse, call it seller's remorse, because they're the ones that have been selling us all this junk for this long. And that's, uh, that's sort of what we want to talk about in this particular episode of The Internet Threat or Manners. It is. We've been reading the paper, as one's supposed to do, uh, of course, using the appropriate paywalls, as is appropriate. Your overlords need their paywalls. So we've been reading the paper and the headlines. It's time to build a less addictive iPhone, decrees the New York Times. Facebook has said that social media can be damaging to people's health. And it's really time that we take these ideas very seriously. So a gentleman called Chamath Palihapitiya says, uh, quote, Facebook is destroying how society works. And Mr. Palihapitiya's net worth is about $1 billion, literally. That is not a figurative or hyperbolic statement. He is worth about $1 billion, almost all of it from working at Facebook. It's nice to know that the billionaires who are flying around in the sky in their party planes, airdropping supplies to the rest of us, occasionally are demonstrating some level of concern for how things are going back on Earth. Yes, uh, so I'm very grateful for the sentiment. I'm waving from the ground by my cardboard box house, Amazon Cardboard, of course, like any homeowner of respectable repute, um, waving and saying, thank you so much, for your concern. Yes, they do actually, it seems, have a conscience. But this seems unlikely to me, since they obviously haven't had a conscience for three decades, and people really don't, don't change. I agree. Um, so what do we think, actually, will this, let's call it the second or third, actually, the third Great Awakening, um, what form will this take? We think that this is yet another money-making scheme. And we suspect that a new, exciting trademark round of products are headed our way from the good people at Apple and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. And we have certain suspicions about what those products might look like when they hit the market in time for the holiday season 2018. <laughs> so what you're saying is that a wave of new social media tools are going to be available to us, but you'll use them less. Yes, but also more. So they won't be quite so social social media. What will they be? Well, Tony, we're going to need to use some space-time theory here because we're going to just need to completely defy any principles of logic as they're understood on an earthly basis. Okay. We're going to need something that makes more money but also seems like it makes less money, is less good but seems more good. Do you follow what I'm saying here? We're going to need a lot of fonts, design work, thinkfluencers. I've often said before that I don't think social media is social at all. You it have. basically means that we all live in our little... So I'm therefore, completely convinced that World War III will start when Putin just starts dropping mirrors down, you know, over New York City and everyone will just be gazing at themselves. Right. And boom. Absolutely. The selfie war. The great selfie it, war. It may well be that what we are now going to be sold is something that you could, in general, call anti-social media. Let's take a look at what form that might take. Let's say, for example, Apple. 
Apple has itself said it worries about addiction. How do you see, let's assume it's going to be the iPhone 11, will be non-addictive in what way? Well, I have a theory that Johnny I will have a big breakthrough in design, you know, and he will realize we've got to get back to our roots, you know, and then he's going to just make a phone out of quartz right. or, teak. you know, teak is a is extraordinarily valuable right. and rare and kills exactly. dozens of it birds a second. When he it, up. it really does. Those and birds it miss it, but we love it, you right. know, and so it's hard to see a value exchange there where it doesn't work out for us. Right. Um, and so one of those kind of rare materials, and you kind of can picture it like maybe it will just have this set of buttons that do very calming things, you know, maybe, and also bird sounds. And everyone will carry it around to kind of say, I am somebody who doesn't need an iPhone. I mean, I have one in my bag, but also I have this device. Mm-hmm. What does it do? Do, Tony? I don't know, but I don't think that's important. I think what's important is the material that it's made out of and what it looks like and what it says about me as a New Yorker. I think it's got to be to some degree, it just like, um, uh, what, is, what is it the thing they give you when you're a heroin addict? Methadone. Oh, it, yes. It's, it's, I mean, methadone is still a drug. And um, even though it's, it's a much more sort of low and drug than, than heroin, um, as I know from extensive use of birth. Um, and uh, and uh, so, I mean, this is going to be the methadone iPhone, actually. Um, I can see the branding already. Yeah. That's going to look really great in San a Francisco font. Methadone. That's right. The iPhone is heroin, and this is going to be the methadone. Put it there. Okay. One of the things I've always objected to the eye branding of Apple goods is the eye. It seems to me we have enough solipsism in society as it is without underlining it by calling everything I. I mean, it's just so I, I this, I that, right? I Apple. Um, and um, maybe it'll be a U phone. Or a Wii phone. It could be a Wii phone. But in, in any event, I mean, at least that would acknowledge the existence of the other. You know, you, you make your first trillion or so so easily. Yeah. And then when you go to re-addict uh, your, your beaten masses, your unemployed vagrants roaming about, clinging to the invisible shares of Uber that their fidelity manager probably maybe bought them uh, at its peak value before it lost half of it. Uh, you know, that's... And, the, and it's cryptocurrency. And, and your price cryptocurrency, price. which is hemorrhaging. Jingling in their pocket. Jinkling and falling out of your pocket. Well, what about Snapchat? I really love Snapchat. Right. I I think that they they're not going to release a new product. Tell me why you love Snapchat first of all. Because I just I love the idea of the kid in the back of the classroom that wasn't listening, that's wearing all designer clothing, that had eleven sick days last week because there was a state mandated test, um, you know, and has gel in his hair, is now running the world, you know, and. Like, it's kind of like, that's what we deserve. So we got what we deserved, and it's Snapchat. If I was going to elect a president, it's that kid. He's right. perfect. He meets all of my requirements. It's the spazoid mouth-breeding kid. The spazoid yeah. mouth-breeders are who run this world. Right. So it... Um, so it did they not just make- don't know. They have no idea. You know, they're just going to make another... You know, they're a camera company now. So that That's how they describe themselves. So they're just going to make another camera, and they're just going to... They're going to keep going. Right. And uh, and God bless them for it. 
Well, now, here's the big one, of course, the one that everyone's sort of um, pissing on at the moment is, uh, is Facebook. Poor Facebook. And poor on Facebook, because, I mean, Facebook has done so much good for the world. It's interesting that simultaneously with this seller's remorse or great awakening, the kid with the mild serial killer tendencies um, also acquired religion. Um, a, a lifelong atheist, he, he is now aware of his Jewish faith and believes in it. Did you know this? I, no one called me. Yes. And it seemed to happen after he met the Pope once more, I, which he did last summer, I think. I had no idea, yeah, but yeah, yet it makes perfect yeah. sense. Zuckerberg finds God. Good God for him. God has not, however, found Zuckerberg yet. Here's my take on, on what I think is going to happen with Zuckerberg. I think he comes up with the term anti-social media. I think, I think he's absolutely brilliant for doing so. And that's kind of the driving force of what he has to say. And um, my... My take on Zuckerberg is he just has no affect at all. I mean, he has, in, on, on, a, on a global level, he has a global lack of affect. Um, so instead of actually trying to sort of reform Facebook in some way that makes it, um, let's say, less usable by ISIS and, um, you know, less likely to encourage uh, Nazi murders in the South, um, that... that um, that he, that he says the trouble with Facebook is that it's simply gotten too big. It is, in fact, now faceless. Facebook is faceless. And the only way to cure that is to break up the, the, the phone monopoly into smaller companies. These are what he now has in mind. Break up Facebook into Placebook, which is for travel, Casebook, which is for crime, Spacebook, which is obvious, Tastebook, bad cooking, Facebook, also obvious, it's just one consonant away, and Gracebook, which is just for Christians. And for all those unsafe alt-right trolls across the globe, there's even Racebook. Casebook, Gracebook, Lacebook. <laughs> Lacebook, there you go. That's basically Pinterest. Pinterest right? Did we both say the same thing? We did. Let's do it again. dollars in the basket. <laughs> Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Daisy Hobbs, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Keith Saltahanes, Tony Hendra, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Samantha Gerwitz, Barry Lank, Sean Ari Lehair, James Mount, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rachel Rauch, Andrew Danish, Candice Martellero, Antu Shell, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, and Leslie Shapira. The Final Edition Radio Hour is written by Kit Lively, Samantha Gerwitz, Candice Martellero, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Tony Hendra, Rob Gordon, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, Steve Rosenfield, and Peter Kleinman. The Final Edition Radio Hour is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition Radio Hour. Copyright 2014. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.